0: Convergence is a uh, really unique hybrid of a church uh, community and also a place for artists to commune. Convergence is a faith community who shares hope through beauty. Convergence is a, um, is a place of connecting, it's a place it's community uh, with connections and ways in which we try to... Convergence is a place, a uh, community for people to gather. Church develop deeper uh, personal uh, relationships with God and with each other. Hey, welcome back to the Verge Now podcast, a resource for creative and innovative ministry leaders. I'm Lisa, and we're continuing our conversation with episode two of Beginnings. And this episode is called What the Heck is Convergence? Anyway, (laughs) So this is our continuation of a conversation about what Convergence is and what we do and some of the questions that have framed our experimentation and exploration and that drive us and um, talking about the things that we've learned along the way, hopefully to be an encouragement and maybe inspiration uh, to other people like you who are doing creative forms of ministry in lots of different settings. So before we kind of get into the question of what is convergence, I want to talk just a little bit more about why we launched this VergeNow project and where that came from. Um over the last year, year and a half, we've started to get more just random phone calls or emails, um conversations, invitations to come and talk about what is convergence from people who are starting wanting to start arts ministries in their church or art church or do things more creatively. And they're, they've just been asking us questions, um, curious about what what it is that we do, like I said, what we've learned. And I think mainly to be able to, to get a handle on the questions that they are asking for themselves. And so... We really have a heart for these people who are out there, a lot of them feeling alone in their exploration of arts and creative ministry, and we know what that feels like. So we wanted to just kind of answer some of those questions in a way that could get to a broader audience so that... Maybe somebody who's who's looking for these uh, some support and encouragement could come on our site and find some stories and say, "Hey, we could easily do that," or "That's just like what we were thinking of doing," or "I've got a way better idea than that," and um, and just not feel alone. I, I can't stress that enough that this really is for us just an opportunity and, and ex- uh, a chance to to try to encourage people because. You know, for for five seven years of this journey, I think I certainly and and we as a staff felt very alone. Uh, like what we were trying and what we were doing was weird, and there weren't other visible models of it, and it didn't fit into kind of the regular categories of church or or church planting or anything like that. So um, when we connected with other people who were doing missional church and uh, fresh expressions of church and trying new things, it just changed the game to feel like there were other people out there who were trying something new. So we are just wanting to share our story to be able to um, share with other people who have their unique beginnings and challenges and hopefully maybe start a conversation and um, and connect with other people who are who are doing the the arts and creativity and ministry in big and bold ways. So that's what we're doing. Now, what the heck is convergence? That is a good question. <laughs> that is a question that I've probably heard almost every day for the last 12 years, from inside our congregation, from outside our congregation, from arts partners, from people walking by. Uh, we get lots of people who say, "I've driven by that place, you know, every day for seven years, and never checked out what it is." And what are you? And that's partly because we have so many different kinds of things going on. But convergence is is kind of a hybrid, I guess. We we started out to uh, with a particular mission to be a resource to the artistic community. And um, one of those resources would be a church. So the church has been something that has developed very slowly over time. We started with the kind of missional connection to the local community and to local artists using our space. So what that has manifested itself as we, we inherited, we were lucky enough to, to receive two large facilities. That's what we the The church that was before us that that planted this restart um, gave to us. And so having facilities immediately, we wanted to think, how can we use this for ministry and, um, and also help to use that as a financial engine? So we turned all of our space immediately into mixed use um, space that's available for rent at a very, very low cost, uh, primarily to the artistic community. So we're not an arts center. However, we are a space where artists and arts organizations and also local community organizations can come and do what they do and do it well in an environment where hopefully they feel loved and cherished and cared for and valued. So our, our stance is that we as a Christian community believe that the arts are inherently a spiritual matter and that they're... Um, that, that the creation of the arts is to the benefit of everyone. And so, you know, the arts are the means by which we explore the deep existential questions of what it means to be human. How do we love? How do we, um, how do we connect with one another? How do we grieve? Where did we come from? All of these things. And they're also the ways that we express our joy and our sorrow and our desires and our hungers. So... There's, I believe that the arts were created by God as a language, as a methodology, as a tool to bridge this place where some, maybe it's beyond where language can take us or, or before we have words to speak. And this, this tool was meant to be used by God's people to, to express and to connect with one another, to connect with God. And so we can freely and easily say that we support all art And we believe that the creation of art is a gift and is a calling in the world. And so regardless of whether or not you're a Christian, regardless of whether or not you are going to become part of our church, our mission is to serve you and to help you in doing what you do as an artist and also to provide resources as you're interested um, to help you grow in your uh, professional maturity, personal and and spiritual depth. So over the years, in addition to opening up our space, we've created things like artist Way classes or um, creative development, professional development for artists. We've created opportunities to build community and to kind of create more of a sense of um, unity and community among the artists within our local community. And we've partnered with lots of different organizations and other arts organizations to offer things and to put things out into the community um, that serve uh, everyone involved, basically. So we've kind of seen ourselves almost like a little semi-monastic community, although probably not that committed, (laughs) Um, who even though we're small, we as a congregation are are small. Uh, We come together for worship once a week on Sunday nights. We have uh, various discipleship groups that meet at different times. Um, but the primary ministry happens throughout the week with the many, many people that come in and out of our building and use this as home base. So our congregation at various times, probably the largest we've ever been, is about 40. And on any given Sunday, there's probably maybe 20 or you know, 20 to 30 people who are present. So we are very small. However, we have over probably 400 people who are in our space on a given week. So we really see it as um, rather than us going out into the world, into the mission field, we've invited the mission field into our space. So our job is to connect and, um, and serve and minister to them. So the way that we kind of arrived at this um, funky model of being church in the midst I guess was um, considering the way that that church is planted in other cultures or has been from a missionary perspective I'm really thinking about uh, models of, of missions um, you know there are some where you're transplanting a particular like a Western context maybe a Western 1950s context into um an entirely different culture, and um, and I think this is really interesting because I've seen this with some uh, Korean churches that are now that have then come back to the United States and planted a church, a Korean church here that looks a lot like a nineteen fifties Anglo congregation. It's just kind of going back and forth, and then on the other side of that, you have missionaries who go into a context, take a lot of time to build relationships within that community to get to know the rituals the traditions the way of life of the the group of people that they're serving and then slowly a form of church of christianity develops that reflects those traditions those rituals those cultures the things that are already present in that culture so it becomes a very contextual form of church very contextual form of worship so that was a a part of our question going into this is, what would it look like to create an entirely contextual form of church to our current culture? So, to culture makers, artists, um, younger people, people in the D.C. area, what would that look like? And so that's why we started with the first question of rather than bringing a whole lot of people or other people to be a part of kind of boom planting a church. That we would need to go and be in the midst and learn who they are, and and slowly over time, this church community would develop. So at least that's been our theory. That's been our experiment, our experimentation. Um, probably mainly because um, those of us who were involved at the very beginning were were feeling a need for a space where, like I think, like I said in the last episode, where all parts of us could be present and could be gotten. And um, so there's been a lot of spe- space for questioning and experimentation. As part of our that beginning, we started out with a series of questions as well. So this wasn't always, even though it was a church plant, um, I don't think that we've had a an idea necessarily of what that would look like, or what success would look like, which is probably a blessing and not a blessing at the same time. But we started with, you know, how, first of all, how can we help remake a broken culture? And I think our desire, what we've seen is if we could bring back, if we could create an intersection where art and faith were connected again, we're talking again, that both of these worlds, the culture that's being created, would be more deeply uh, grounded. And spiritually thoughtful and fruitful. And then on the other side that the church would have um, a jumpstart connection to imagination and creativity, which I just don't believe it's possible to have a vibrant and alive faith without a vibrant imagination and creative spirit And, you know, I, I, why the arts that that's a question that we get a a lot too. why, why focus on the arts? What's, you know, why are artists special? And they're not, I'm not, I mean, they're not any more special than anybody else. I'm not saying I don't think we're saying that the arts um, need to be elevated just because, but I would say that, you know, if you have a broken leg, then you take yourself to the doctor and you give some special loving care to the broken leg until it heals and then you have to spend some time building those muscles back up again as you're learning to walk and I think that that's where we are with our creative artistic imaginative selves as 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 the church that we do need to spend a little extra time um relearning that and also to lift up and to train and to send out and release the artists and the creatives in our midst because it has been um, broken, I think. So we wanted to kind of stand in that space to do a little bit of healing and and spend a little bit of extra time with this particular group of people who have felt pretty, uh, pretty much on the outside. So we wanted to be able to kind of awaken a passion for spiritually vibrant culture creation and artists and makers and just equip them to embrace a calling as contemplative leaders in our world. And then how can we um, help faith communities just reclaim this spiritual imagination and and our passion as churches for culture creation and not abdicating that responsibility and that joy to others. So, not just a church um really a big question, and I think that's that's kind of led to this question of well, what are we? Uh, what are you? Are you an art center? are you uh, a church? are you an arts church? Is this just for artists? Is it for other people? What's the focus and and the question you know the answer is yes i sometimes yes, sometimes no um It has gotten really confusing in some ways because, uh, you know, who's in and who's out is not very clearly defined over time. Um, You know, membership has not been as big of a deal because a lot of different people come and are part of it. People who are outside of our congregation would be considered part of our congregation. Maybe they wouldn't consider themselves part of the congregation, but we would consider them, uh, you know, that we are their pastors. So it's it's messy definitely messy. And I think the one thing that has been essential is having a very clear sense of mission and what we're about. And I say that knowing that the mission statement has not always been very clear. So here's where where I would say, if there's one thing about this, who are you question, I think having a series of questions that you're about is very important. I think having a, a, a sense of, what it is specifically that you as a church are doing is important. And then it's important to really have faith that God has definitely called you to that. Because I think while we've had a very clear sense of who we were, or I've had a very clear sense of, of who we were and what we were trying to do, at different points, I, I definitely have struggled to stay on that track. Um, because having kind of that openness— has made it difficult at times to connect with others with with clarity. And it's also opened up room for mission drift because it can get confusing. I have definitely allowed doubt to kind of creep in because what we're doing, you know, didn't look like a church or didn't look like a typical church plant. We're not big. Um and growth has been really, really slow. Uh, and not just, you know, spiritual growth as a congregation has been slow. And there were many years of wondering, what is God doing here? Or are we doing what God would have us do? And, you know, what does success even look like? And I really, I got to the point where I, I definitely I have gone through burnout, sincere honest-to-goodness, technical, medical burnout. Um, and I think it was because I was driving myself crazy trying to answer that question, who are you satisfactorily for everyone else? Instead of understanding that my answer to that question, um, that, that we're, we're a community that is exploring this intersection of art, faith, and the human experience, we are an experiment that's what God has called us to be. Um, having confidence in that when other people aren't satisfied with that answer made me question myself and what we were doing too many times in too many ways. And 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 I just I lost direction and focus. And I finally I had a, a point of of just sort of giving up prayer with God where I just I just pray, God, I don't want to do this anymore. I just finally said it. And I felt the sense of relief, and I felt like I heard God saying, thank God. <laughs> thank God you're, you're ready to say I don't want to do this anymore. Because God was saying, you're not doing what I've called you to do. What you're doing is trying to make this make sense to everyone else and fit all the categories that are set up for what church is supposed to look like, Um, to have certain results or success, and that's not what I called you to do. So it was like, thank God you're ready to let that go, and we can actually get on with what I called you to do. And it was at that point that I started to really understand the difference to just kind of move from this idea of having to be successful to being faithful, to say sometimes the right choice, the faithful choice, may lead to what looks like failure, or may lead to failure. But realizing that the experimentation might be the valuable thing. It may not be valuable or in you know in God's plan that we become a large congregation or a quote unquote successful congregation or whatever those criteria is. It, it may be that these experiments that we've tried might be useful to somebody else. And in the grand scheme of things somebody who is much more of an apostle or an evangelist might be able to use some of these things that we as, as culture creators, as, as prophets, um, kind of glean and understand, and that there's a place for us, for our kind of community in that, in that larger scheme of the church. And it was really at that point when I let go of worrying about whether or not we were hitting the mark that other people— needed to hit were set out was what's important that we started to have the confidence to root down deeper into the questions that we were called to into the types of work that we were called to do and started to experience the fruit and the spiritual growth and kind of a, a relaxation into the identity um, that, that God has given to us and so the virgin Now website is sort of the uh, concluding point of that 12-year, 10-year experiment um, to be able to show what God has done in us over that time and then to sort of be prepared for whatever the next piece of that journey is. But one, one, piece, one thing, especially when it comes to worship, but I think church in general, one of the ideas that has has stuck with me, I, I, you know, I, I went to school for theater and one of our textbooks books, something called The Empty Space. It's a book about theater, deadly, holy, rough, immediate, uh, written by Peter Brook in 1968. And I highly recommend reading it. And if you substitute the word theater for church, you get a lot of really interesting things. And one of the things he talks, well, the book is about um, different experiences of theater and how different it is when it's alive versus not. For instance, Deadly Theater approaches the classics from the viewpoint that somewhere someone has found out and defined how the play should be done. But like anything that has to be repeated, especially when there's pressure to repeat it accurately and well, it suffers from the reality that from the day something is set, the aliveness of it begins to die. I believe that this is a time for experiments, that what is set though meaningful for a moment in the moment that we figured something out, as soon as it's set down, as soon as we say, ah, that's it, that's how it should be done, it begins to die. And I think that now is the time for lots of little congregations and little experiments to pop up for the greater good of the larger church. And I have to say, I think it is valuable that some of us may not survive, um, <laughs> may not be financially sustainable, may not be, um, you know, models that, that are, you know, the model of the way we will do it from now on. I want to encourage those of you who are trying something new because you feel like it's what God is calling you to because there's, there's a conversation happening right now, and the little voices, the marginal voices, have something really important to say. So what is convergence? Hmm, <laughs> we're an experiment. In particular, we're an experiment about what would it look like if the arts and creativity were remarried to what they were called, what they were designed to be for, which is the church. In our next episode, we're going to talk about our big why some bigger questions of why does this matter why do the arts matter why why does this connection between art and church and talking about culture making matter that's where we're going with all of this and then over time we'll talk about some of the um, experiments that we've tried some of the case studies uh, talk about some of the questions that people are asking and have asked us and hopefully start to hear from some of you about things that you're trying and doing and what questions um, you're having as well I really hope that this will start to become a a conversation that will become part of a larger community of people who are doing exciting uh, things, innovative things within church, and that we can find comfort and we can find support and we can hear God's voice uh, in, in the work that each of us are doing. So thanks for listening, and um, I hope you check out the Verge Now website to see all of the different things that we have cataloged there, some of the blog posts that get into uh, some of these things in a deeper way. And also, be watching. We're going to start launching some information about the upcoming Gather Conference in October as we get ready to launch into our next project, which is about creating contextual worship. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.